Hey, welcome to Marriage Monthly. We are Gabe and Melissa Kolstad, and we love to build healthy, lifelong marriages. That's what we're passionate about. We are excited that you're joining us for this monthly installment of hopefully inspiration, ideas, and fun that will help build your marriage. And so we're going to jump into today's episode. Here we go. In-laws, jealousy, money troubles, conflict, blow-ups, meltdowns, insecurity, and third wheels. Today, we're talking about drama in marriage and how to deal with it. And here's the problem that we know. I mean, everybody deals with drama in marriage. If you think you don't, either you're not being honest with yourself or you just haven't been married long enough, (laughs) haven't had the right combination of circumstances. But, you know, drama has weapons. And we've been married for 27 years. Uh, We've seen everything there is to see so far. I mean, maybe not. Somebody that's been married 50 years might be like, oh, just wait. But um, but here's what we've seen. Drama has weapons. And there are things like silence or distance mm-hmm. or anger or emotion or sex or accusation or manipulation. I mean, drama pulls out all these weapons. And in our world right now, you know, all of us have had plenty of things to deal with in the last couple of years. Plenty of excuses for why drama might be in a relationship. So now we got to figure out how to deal with it. Um, it's all about control. Drama is yeah. usually about control. Drama right. seeks control, and you have to recognize that. So we're going to give you some help today in dealing with that. But let me give you a definition of drama first, and then Melissa is going to give us the solution to this. Here's the definition of drama. It is someone's conscious or unconscious attempt to drive a wedge in your relationship. And if you're feeling like something might be pulling you apart and you can't put your hand on it, it might be drama. So here's the solution. All right. We're starting with the solution. So 2 Thessalonians 3.16 says, Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times in every way. So God wants us to have peace in our relationships. And drama brings chaos. Yes, it does. And no peace. Yeah. I mean, there's no way around that. It is chaos when there's drama. So I was thinking about how to deal with the drama, you know? And I think the first way is to control yourself. Hmm. And I think that's really, really important. I, I love Romans twelve eighteen. I think it's probably one of my favorite verses in the Bible. It says, if possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. That's good. As far as it depends on you. Yeah. And so a lot of times we're always pointing the finger everywhere else, but yeah. as far as it depends on you, don't be dramatic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it starts with you, be at peace with others. Oh man. I was thinking of a few different ways to do this and to control yourself. And the first one is to be healthy. Hmm. Physically healthy is a, is a good way. Like if you're working out, you're moving, you're eating right, you're sleeping right, you're taking your vitamins. I mean, that all matters because when your body is tired and you know exhausted, you're going to be a drama queen. Yeah. It's just how it's going to be. Or king. Or king, yes. However it, it might works go. both ways. Yeah. No, it works both ways. <laughs> hey, hey. You're way more drama <laughs> king than I am queen. I'm just saying. <laughs> Probably so. <laughs> also, control yourself spiritually and, and uh, mentally. Be healthy that way, too. So learn, grow, listen. I mean, these are all really, really important things. Go to counseling if you need to. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of times having a sounding board and talking through things with somebody makes all the difference for you to not be so dramatic. Um, get organized. You know, it drives me crazy, but Gabe does this organizational thing technique awesome. every every day. Every day. Morning when he wakes yeah. up and at night when he goes to bed. Tell us what it is real quick because I can't remember. Well, I use something called the High Performance Planner and now it's digitized, so it's an app oh. usually. But um, yeah, it's just a way to think through your day, your week, your month, your year. Um, and just get organized, yeah. 
I think it's important to be organized because I think when you have a chaotic life, you have a chaotic mind. And when your mind is chaotic, everything's a big deal mm-hmm. and everything's explosive. You know, so um, be disciplined. That's kind of the organizational thing is be mm-hmm. disciplined. I'm reading a book right now called Make Your Bed. <laughs> and I like it because yeah. the point of it's from a, a, a military guy, yeah. a Navy SEAL, I Makes believe. Sense. And his whole point was make your bed, start the day out right, have a starting point that's organized yeah. and go from there. And I think it's so, so smart. And I get it. It's little things. And when you start out your day making your bed, the whole rest of the day will hopefully be aligned mm-hmm. like that. And he, there's a whole book about it. Make your and bed. It's interesting that that book's not a metaphor. It literally means make your bed. No, he's saying yeah. make your bed. Yeah, I mean, in the military, the if you don't make your bed, you do push-ups, and a lot of them. So yeah. <laughs> that's a, I'm going to start having Caleb do that in, in our house. That's a good idea. You don't make your bed, Whoever it's push-ups. Make your bed, push-ups. Yeah. <laughs> All right. One way to control yourself is to be healthy. Another way to control yourself, and this is interesting, and we came up with make a contribution. Mm-hmm. And what we mean by that is help somebody else out. A lot of times we're dramatic when we are self-absorbed. Mm. You know, we have an issue and it we think about it all the time, we talk about it all the time, everybody knows our issue and it's getting magnified and bigger and bigger and bigger, right? But if we get outside of ourself, outside of our own head, outside of our own drama, then we can help others and we kind of calm down a little bit because we're making a difference and that feels good to make a difference. Serve somebody, help somebody, listen to someone, make somebody a meal, give, um, pray for someone, just make a difference with somebody. There's less drama if you're serving someone else. Get involved at church. We can always use the help. (laughs) Every church can. So make a contribution, get out of your head. And another way to control yourself is to have confidence. And what I mean by that is a lot of times the reason we're dramatic is because we're feeling insecure. Maybe we're feeling unnoticed, unsafe, a little insecure, and we don't know what to do with that, and so we act out. And that happens a lot, and yeah. we've seen it a lot, and I've personally done it. And it's, it, you know, it's just, it's a reflex from from feeling insecure. So, maybe you're also just kind of selfish. <laughs> that could be it, too. It could, maybe it's not so much a trigger. It could just be selfishness that you want all the attention, and you need to be, you know, big in everybody's but, world. But even in that, I think confidence is the real settled security that you're okay and that tends to overcome selfishness too well and that's the thing is selfishness comes from a state of insecurity Mm -hmm. so you may look all confident on the outside Mm -hmm. but when you're acting out like that the drama it just shows such insecurity yeah and so you know have confidence i mean stop the drama you're a child of god that should be all the attention you need that's good that should be the best thing about you is that you're a child of god and that's what matters the most so be confident in that, and only you can control you. So, That's great. The second step that we came up with is to commit. Um, I mean, the idea of drama is that it does respond out of insecurity. Drama is, in some ways, it's a plea for help. We're waving a flag. Yeah. We're flashing a siren. You know, we're <laughs> like, man, I need some, uh, some validation here. Yeah. Uh, I need some attention here. I need some help here. That's what drama essentially is. Or someone else does, and they're inserting themselves into your relationship and driving that wedge, which causes great chaos. Mm -hmm. But what we need to do in that case is not just control ourselves, but also to commit. And to commit means to go back to the commitment that we made to one another. Um, We often counsel couples to do this. Like if if you're feeling unsure about your relationship, you got to go back to, well, what did you tell each other you were going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, it was a vow, right? A, a vow with you, between you and God. Not even primarily between you and anyone else. It's God, and then a vow between you and your spouse. So 
commitment is a key to overcoming drama and to ending it. Because one of the things that happens is people will drive a wedge in your relationship as long as they can. And that's something that we've noticed. (laughs) If you're a parent, especially if you have young kids, you've noticed this. Kids will drive a wedge in your relationship as long as they can. It's not because they intend harm. It's human nature. They're testing the boundaries. So is every friend. That's true. So is every acquaintance. So is every temptation. So is the enemy. All It's all about testing your boundaries. And so what we have to do is show that united front by going like, wait a second. I committed to her for the rest of my life to be her number one. Right. And she's my number one. And so that's what we are. In Mark chapter 10, we see Jesus reiterating this. I mean, like really putting it down for us. He goes... This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. One. Since they are no longer two, but one. I mean, think about that for one second. Two people become one, no longer two, but one. In the eyes of God, it's one. It's not Gabe and Melissa or Melissa and Gabe. It's like one. We're a unit. We are one in God's eyes. So if we'll act like that, then drama just kind of can't compete with that sort of unity. And Jesus says in verse 9 of that Mark chapter 10 passage, he says, let no one split apart what God has joined together. So if we're insecure, go back and go, hey, I forgot, we committed. And show that commitment and verbalize that commitment and remind each other of that commitment and don't do things to undermine that commitment. Um, You know, the Bible does say to leave and cleave. And I think of that often, which those are weird words these days, but (laughs) the idea would be, Jesus refers to this passage and God says, you leave your father and mother and you cleave to your wife or your spouse. So there's a leaving and there's a cleaving. And here's one of the things that sometimes happens. We've seen this in in lots of cases all around our relationship. Sometimes you haven't fully left your parents. Mm. Honestly, you got these remnants of how you grew up or what your parents said or what your parents want or what your parents would do. Especially during the holidays. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> that comes up, doesn't it? Get ready, year one. <laughs> yeah, oh, my goodness. Yeah, sorry. If you're married brand new, we're excited for you. And watch out. Get ready. Holidays are coming. Um, leave and then cleave. And so there's the leaving, the kind of like, and it's not like dishonoring your past. It's not dishonoring yeah. your parents. It's, but it is going like, that's no longer my primary. My primary is now you. And so that's the cleave. Is like now I'm bonding myself. So we're going to make new traditions. We're going to have new values. We're going to have, you know, this is us. And that's a really important thing to, to do. You know, remember those vows. Now, here's one of the real possibilities. If you're in a relationship and there's a lot of drama and you're not sure why and you're feeling insecure, here's the question. Because, you know, cohabitation in America has exponentially increase. In other words, people who are living together who are not married, but they want to be married. They might even look at marriage as a good thing. They just haven't, some reason there's an obstacle there and they haven't done it. Here's my question for you. If you're living together and you're not married and you're experiencing insecurity, would you be willing to just get married? Because Jesus goes, leave and cleave. If you've left, but you haven't done the second part, maybe there's drama, maybe there's insecurity because you actually haven't made a commitment. You couldn't go back to vows. There haven't been any yet. Right. You know? And so, yeah, it makes sense why there'd be insecurity, why there'd be drama, why people would be trying to put a wedge between you, you know? And uh, and so that's a real possibility. You just need to make the commitment, lifetime commitment, vow mm-hmm. before God to put that other person first and commit yourself. But that's a big deal that can eliminate drama is make that commitment. 
Yeah, that's so good. All right, so the first two we're talking about really what you can do. Like you control yourself, you make a commitment. These next two are talking about how we deal with others regarding drama, right? Mm. So number three is create boundaries. Now we've talked about this a little bit before. There's a book about it, Boundaries, and it's great. So good, Boundaries in Marriage. Yeah. yeah, it's so good. But we are responsible to decide what we allow in our lives and what we don't. We decide that as a couple. Now, when Gabe and I first got married, it was fun. There's a big learning curve when you first get married. 27 years later, we're kind of like, we're good. Like, we got it figured we're out to there, some but extent. We still learn but all the time. We just got it figured yeah. out to some extent. Yeah. But with the early, early things, <laughs> Gabe's mom is one of my closest friends. I absolutely adore her and love her so much. But when we first got married, it was hilarious. She kept going to get, Gabe and I, when we got married, Gabe was 125 pounds. Let me just say that. That was not my fault. It, he was so skinny. And his mom, every time we'd see her, she would be like, you're so skinny. You look skinnier. Have you been eating? And I was like thinking, I like cook. Like I was so offended. I was like, what? I mean, I feed yeah. him, but he had an active warehouse job and school and he just was busy. And I would, I would just get so irritated about that. And I was just like, man, your mom is like so mad at me that I don't feed you or something. And she doesn't think I'm being a good wife. And you know, you just make everything a big deal. And yeah. everything was dramatic in my head because I was newly married and I didn't know what I was doing anyways. And now I was failing feeding my husband proper food so he gets fat. I don't know. But anyways, but one day. Oh, I got to say, you've done a really good job. Thank you. Yeah. I worked hard. I put on the pounds. <laughs> no, you just got a dust job. But, oh, yeah, that too. But one day, Gabe goes up to his mom and he says, Mom, I love you so much. But Melissa's my number one. And he just drew a clear line in the sand and just made it like, you know, we don't say anything. We don't want to hurt her. We want to always keep it positive, that whole thing. And he just, he, and I thought I was so appreciative of that. We have never had a problem since then. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, 27 years later, I absolutely adore her with all my being. She's just so wonderful. Another thing that was funny that happened when we first got married is something happened with my car. And I don't even remember what it was. But the first person I called was my daddy because he was my car guy. And my dad <laughs> talks to me on the phone. He goes, Missy, did you call your husband about this? And I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, because uh, you're my car guy. And he goes, no, he's your go-to. And my dad drew a boundary there for me that I didn't know yeah. I needed. And I, you know, you just learn these things. So other people can create boundaries, people that are wise that are helping you grow. Mm -hmm. Funny thing that, about yeah. that story, I was working the day that that happened when you had a car problem, and I was in my warehouse job that you mentioned, and the phone rang, and they called out to the warehouse, and they told me that you were on the phone, and I pick up the phone, and it was busy, and it was crazy time, and I was just like trying to figure out what was going on. So I answered the phone, you're on it, and you say that you had a problem with your car, and first thing I remember, because we were just newly married, first thing I asked you was, did you call, did you call your, your dad? dad? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And you were like, uh-huh. And he said to call he you because you. you're my husband now. <laughs> so like we all both had to snap into that new reality. Like, oh yeah, we're married. Yep. It's tricky. But, but what is, what keeps causing drama in your relationship? I need to keep asking what is causing hmm. the drama? Find it and stop allowing it. Mm -hmm. I mean, is it you? Are you too dramatic? Are you making a big deal out of everything that doesn't need to be made a big deal out of? Is everything just magnified? Are you just needing attention? Are you feeling insecure? Like what's happening? But is it someone else? I mean, yeah, kids can be tricky in a yeah. relationship, but you know, they're part of the family. So you got to work through that. But you know, sometimes there is unsupportive and negative people in your life that you need to probably mm -hmm. cut the cord from 
or at least step back from for a time and say, you know what, I'm not going to focus on you because I'm going to focus on this if you're married. That's your number one. So, um, yeah, parents can get in the way sometimes, you know, and you got to work through that. You know, you got to have good relationships with everybody. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if it's negatively affecting the primary relationship, you got to figure out how to stop that. Make a boundary. Stop that right there. So whoever's causing the drama, step back from that. Now, what is the root cause? What is causing the drama? Don't point fingers. It's so easy to point fingers. (laughs) You all play a part. We all play a part in the drama. Um, Don't play the blame game. You know, you did this, you did this. This is why I do this, because you do that. It's like, that's called narcissism. Let's not do that. Um, Figure out what the root of your drama is and work it out. We had some lovely friends in the beginning of our marriage, and we were very close to them. We did church together. We did everything together. And we were just, we had the best time with them. But our friend, the girl, had deep trust issues because the boyfriend she had before her husband cheated on her and she was deeply insecure and this poor guy comes along and he wants to marry her and she was full of drama constantly arguing Mm -hmm. mistrusting and just so frustrated all the time and insecure and it came from a deep insecurity and untrust issues in her Mm -hmm. and boy that poor guy but you know what he did he hung in there he gave her confidence. He loved her. He made her feel safe. He built trust because she would accuse him. Mm-hmm. Are you cheating on me? Why were you at work for so long? Well, I work eight hours. So. <laughs> but it was one of those things where it was like constantly these. And we were watching, you know, because we were close friends. And we were thinking, I don't know, man, this is bad. Like, I don't yeah. know. I feel sorry for him. And we were really concerned about it. You know, they've been married 25 years now and have an absolutely lovely relationship. And they just worked through the drama. They just stuck it out and worked it out and figured out the That's root good. of it and made it happen. And so they just married off both their daughters this month. Yes, both daughters had a wedding in the same month. Yes, so um, my hearts go out to them. Go find (laughs) me. They're lovely. Yeah, go find me page for them. (laughs) But yes, yes, create those boundaries either with yourself. Maybe you need to create boundaries for yourself, or maybe other people create boundaries with those around you that are just negatively impacting and maybe causing drama. Yeah, good episode to go back and listen to was with Ron and Julie Baum recently, where they talked specifically for the whole episode about boundaries, and it was really good stuff that I think you would enjoy. So Mm -hmm. go back and listen to that. Fourth thing you can do if you want to eliminate the drama or even just decrease the drama in your relationship, is communicate. I mean, Mm -hmm. this is really, really important. The Bible does say this. It says, let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you'll have the right response for everyone. Oh, that's good. And I mean, I think that's important. Like, So to think about, you can't just make decisions and then go, okay, we made the decisions. How do you communicate that? Because drama is is somebody, either inside or outside, consciously or unconsciously trying to drive a wedge between you. How do you communicate that's not okay, and here's what is okay, and here's what's off limits? So we have to figure out how do you start communicating? You know, it's like that conversation, you know, that I went to my mom and like, hey, just mom, I'm just trying to figure out how to be married. Melissa's my number one. Or Melissa's dad coming to her going, you're married now. Your husband (laughs) needs to tend to the car problems as the number one. And, you know, so who and how do you start communicating that? Uh, One thing would be to review your boundaries, those things that you've, set in place and refresh them if you need to, but go over them so that you know what they are. Um, Melissa and I have a number of boundaries in our, actually kind of a lot of boundaries and they're not, we're not trying to be legalistic, but we're trying to be committed. So one boundary that I have is that I do not and have not ever since we've been married ridden in a car alone with another female. 
besides Melissa, unless it's like my daughter or whatever, my sister. <laughs> but I mean, you know what I mean? I've also never been in a room alone with the door closed with another female other than mm-hmm. Melissa um, in all this, all these years, 27 years, because yep. I don't want to be in a place where she would ever doubt. I don't want to be in a place where I would ever be tempted. You know, we're just, these are boundaries. And other people watching. Place, and other people watching. Yeah. I would never want to be accused of something. I have the same rules. You know? Yeah. So we've practiced that. And, you know, there's times where it's gotten really inconvenient, you know, where somebody's mm-hmm. like, look, I really need to ride home or I'm stranded on the side of the road and we're like, sorry, I can't help you at this moment because I have a boundary that's pretty unbreakable. You yeah, know? we don't go out to eat with people the opposite don't sex do alone. Lunches, coffee, yeah, no. bre- mm-hmm. coffee. Never yeah, none of that. Because, I mean, we'll go together. So oh, sure. like, hey, so-and-so wants to yeah. meet with me for, you know, whatever it is. And then it'll be like, do you want to come with? Yeah. And I'll be like, okay, I'm going to go Absolutely. together. And I love the thing. Somebody said, uh, I'd rather go overboard than be thrown overboard. And that's <laughs> that's really how we felt about boundaries is is like, let's review those. Let's make sure that, and then let's share those things. So when are you sharing those with each other? Hey, I'm committed to you. And hey, I won't do this thing. Or, you know, he says with somebody else, hey, uh, that's off limits for me. You know, sharing those boundaries, staying in touch with how you're feeling regularly. In other words, hey, how how you feeling? Yeah. Um, how are you doing? Um, are, are we okay? You know, questions like that. Uh, just communication that goes. Don't forget, I love you. You're the most important thing in Especially my life. Especially if you've been working a lot mm-hmm. or you're in a really busy season and you're kind of missing each other. Mm-hmm. And everybody has that feeling in marriage. You know, once in a while there's seasons, yeah. and sometimes you're missing each other, and you're like, ah. Oh, you know, I'm doing this and you're doing this and we're not seeing each other enough. And so, yeah, those are a special time to be like, let's go to a coffee shop for half an hour. Yeah. How are you doing? Is everything cool with us? Are we good? Yeah. Like everything yeah. okay at home? Absolutely. Work? Yeah. 100%. I think in some ways, if it's not heard, seen and felt, it's not real. Hmm. You could intend all day long that right. she's number one, he's number one. If that's not communicated, it's not real to them. Mm-hmm. And so we had to figure out how do we communicate that unity, because that's really the opposite of drama, peace, unity. That's right. Is the opposite of drama. How do you communicate that? And that we would say, you know what, there's no more division allowed in our relationship. Nobody's going to tear us apart. That's what Jesus goes. No one should tear you apart. That's right. So if you've decided we're married under God, one now out of two, then nobody's going to tear us apart. That's right. Yeah. So, what's it look like to have a drama-free marriage? Let me tell you, because I got one. <laughs> you feel safe to share. There's a safety. You don't need to make a big deal out of everything. There's just calmness, safety there to share. You feel confident and secure. Gabe makes me feel like a supermodel. I'm aware of how I look. I know I'm not a supermodel, <laughs> but he thinks I'm the most beautiful thing on earth. That's amazing. I love that. He makes me feel very secure and confident. And you know they will support and love you no matter mm-hmm. what. So there's no doubt in a healthy, drama-free marriage. There's no doubt that he's got That's my true. back. He's my cheerleader. I'm his. That's just how we mm-hmm. roll. When you feel that secure, there's no need to have any drama. So you just have the benefit of peace, which is what we all want anyways, right? So good. Yeah. Thanks, babe. Thanks, Good words. Hey, we hope you've enjoyed this, and uh, we want to encourage you to just continue to keep growing your marriage. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of Marriage Monthly. We want to ask you if you would subscribe to this podcast and share it with three people that you know who might also enjoy uh, this content, and it might help build their marriage. We are passionate about building healthy, lifelong marriages, and we want to thank you for being part of this podcast.